Duncan and the Joker. Are the comparisons valid? You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kens 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you all are having a great start of a work week, and we'll get you going here at Locked On Spurs. We thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. You made the smart choice coming here to Locked On Spurs. We got you covered all offseason long and then some. Hey, what are we talking about today? We're going to be discussing the whole Nikola Jokic, Tim Duncan comparison. There's been a lot of that talk now that Denver's in the NBA Finals. From Mike Malone to Joker himself, is it valid? Or is it, you know, hey, back off, Joker. You're nowhere near Tim Duncan's level. Also, there's been a lot of chatter about the Spurs needing an upgrade at the guard spot. But do they need an upgrade at the bigs position? We're going to do that and more right here on Lockdown Spurs with my colleague at Kens 5 TV. He is Nate Ryan coming back right here on Los. Nate, welcome back. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. What a way to start the week, right? I know, man. Talking about Duncan, Joker, Wimby, Biggs. I, I, I'm all down for it. You know, before we hit record, everybody, Nate tells me, what an exciting time to be a Spurs fan. And you're absolutely right, Nate. It is. I mean, the city's just electric right now. Yeah, hundred percent. In a couple weeks, uh, we're a couple weeks out now from the draft. I know we really are in the newsroom. We all know who the number one pick is going to be. So it's kind of fun. We're just with each passing day until the draft. Ever since we won the lottery, the hype is just getting bigger and bigger, and the weight is getting bigger too. It's just it's just letting the air out of a balloon. Uh, counting <laughs> the draft, it's gonna be fun. I, I you you would think the Spurs would position Adam Silver right now to be like, you know what? Don't we don't have to wait? Here's our pick now. You could just post it on NBA socials on your Instagram. Because, you know, it's anticlimactic. We know where the Spurs are going to do. We know what they're going to pick, who they're going to pick, I should say. And it feels like even their second round picks are kind of an afterthought right now. Because after the first pick, draft over pretty much for the Spurs, barring any massive deal they do on draft day. There's been some chatter about that. Hey, Yeah, I, I think the speculation, if anything, for the draft comes in where, hey, do the Spurs look to maybe buy back into the first round, into yeah. the late lottery because of all the draft capital they have to try and – you know, ex- expedite that that rebuilding process absolutely but i'm pretty sure we will talk about that and much more this yeah. week on locked on spurs but from one future big to a current and past um denver's nikola Jokic. this guy's a monster he's a beast soft-spoken humble shies away from the camera doesn't really put himself out there in the public eye kind of like tim duncan did during his day uh, playing with the Spurs. There's been a lot of talk, Nate, about the comparisons between TD and the Joker uh, from Mike Malone, Denver's head coach, saying that, yeah, I mean, does, can everybody see it? There's similarities there to perhaps you and me seeing it. But the question is, is it valid? Are we heaping too much comparison praise to compare Joker to Timmy D? I think in the skill set, you can definitely see some uh, similarities between the two. They're both excellent passers for their size. Mid-range jump shots aren't, you know, aren't out of the norm for both of those guys. Tim Duncan, though, is one of the best, if not the best, power forward of all time. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of comparing their careers on their trajectories, I mean, the Joker's 26, 27 years old. 
and he's looking for his first championship right now. By the time Tim Duncan was 27, he'd already won two championships, and he had mm-hmm. averaged at least 20 points per game each season he was in the league up to his age 27 season. Uh, Nikola Jokic, his first couple seasons was was under the 15 points per game threshold, but obviously the guy's a two-time MVP, and mm-hmm. you know he's one of the best players in the in, in the NBA right now. But if you're catching up to Tim Duncan, and if you really want to be you know a mirror image of Tim Duncan and really take that argument to the next level, you got to win the championship this year for the Denver Nuggets. One of my dream uh, matchups if I can go into some sort of multiverse machine and pluck players at their peak. One of them has always been, I always want to see a peak dream Olajuwon versus peak Tim Duncan one-on-one game. But I always wanted to see a peak Tim Duncan versus a peak Joker game. How do you think that would play out? Why do I think that Timmy D may be saying at the end of the day, good try, buddy. Good try. Yeah. They both kind of weigh in at similar sizes i mean they're, they've got similar body builds where they're not you know completely jacked or cut up muscle wise yeah. or anything like that but they're so deceptively quick as well too with the basketball uh it would be a lot of fun to watch um and, and they both do a majority of their damage in the mid-range game and in around the basket too uh but as far as comparing their careers as a whole right now you can look at their if we're talking about yeah them playing one-on-one they both have good mid-range jump shots, but I'm looking at at it as far as accolades and accomplishments. What have you done for me? It, it starts obviously. Jokic has the MVP awards, but uh, Jokic is 27. By the time Duncan turned 27, he'd already won two championships. Jokic needs to start uh, bringing those home for Denver as well, too. But and it, it looks like if I had to, if I had to bet, I think Denver takes this this NBA Finals. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I, I think maybe a gentleman's sweep at most, but. You look at Joker, look, there's there's a lot to do that, you know, he said on NBA Finals Media Day that, you know, he patterned his game after TD. You know, majority of Spurs fans, NBA fans were acting like that was the first time he's ever said that. That's actually false. He's repeatedly said that ever since he was a rookie mm-hmm. in the NBA. So that's not a surprise. But what was funny, though, was that uh, teenage first-year pro Nikola Jokic sharing a story how a 40-year-old Duncan dropped an easy 20 points on him. Till this day, Joker still remembers that game. And I'm, I'm pretty sure any any big, anybody, even I would, Nate, I would love to be cooked by the GOAT. I'm fine. You dropped 50 on me, Timmy. Good for you. Yes. Uh, so, you know, he still holds Tim Duncan in high regard. Even after uh, game one of the finals, he mentioned Timmy again. Uh, but... You know, as far as the comparisons is, I think it feels like there's more of a foundation, but the final product, the final ruling, if you say, would probably be after Joker's career is done, correct? Yeah, and I think, too, when Jokic talked about how, you know, Duncan was so efficient when he was at the age of, you know, 39, getting up to 40, I think there's a lot of similarities with Jokic's game in that as well, too, because in an age now of basketball, when everybody are everybody's you're made up of high flyers and lethal three point mm-hmm. shooters. You don't really see losing a step. Doesn't really feel like it would affect the game of Tim Duncan and Nikola Jokic as well, too. Jokic's game feels like he could be the kind of playing style that could be as lethal and as efficient as it is atop the league for the next, you know, nine, 10 years, because right. it's not really based on 
like athleticism for the most part, uh, quickness and cuts, you know, leaping towards the basket. It's just a way of smart playing, mid-range jump shots, patience around the Mm -hmm. rim, being Mm -hmm. able to pass the ball, being able to, you know, be deceptive with your first step. And that's why Tim Duncan was so efficient uh, in averaging double figures literally until his final season in the league in 2016. But uh, you feel like Jokic has that similar trait as far Mm -hmm. as uh, it's a kind of a a timeless sort of game. I mean, you're, you're a joker. You're loving the path that you're on. And if you're at the end of your career, yours is similar, at least gets close to a Timmy D's. I think you'd be happy whether it's Joker or any uh, NBA player to reach oh, yeah, that, that level. He needs, he needs the championships, though. Is yeah, that, that, yeah. That's all that's left to fill the cupboard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's got them all-star uh, appearances. He has the MVP trophies. He's just missing one. By the way, side note, how criminal was it that Tim Duncan never won DPOI, Defensive Player of the Year, ever? I feel I mean, like that's just ridiculous it's kind of criminal how many like i feel like you should have won more mvp awards too which is oh for sure for sure yes Um, and and i feel like it's Jokic might lap him in terms of mvp awards but i think if you ask tim duncan he wouldn't care about that he's got the hey i want to talk to you about prize picks prize picks has a one million dollar daily super flex promotion going on right now during the nba finals every day of the nba finals one prize pick user will win a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed the entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks, one million. Five correct picks, 80000 Four correct picks, $16,000. You want to go to prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the $1 million entry. Once you opt in, all you got to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. But overall, you want to get yourself and go to prize picks right now. Basically, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You don't compete against other people. It's just you versus the projections available from college basketball, cricket, Euro basketball, MMA, boxing, NASCAR, tennis, WNBA, soccer. The list goes on and on. They got it covered for you for all projections over at prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Download the Price Pick app right now or go to pricepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So basically, if you deposit $100, Price Picks gives you $100. You deposit $50, Price Picks gives you $50. Use promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Yeah, and 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 to be fair, uh, towards the end of Duncan's career, he was asked about Joker, and he saw uh, the potential that Joker had in him, and he said that some of the effect of that kid is going to be really, really good one year, one day. So, and here we are. But you look at the comparisons right now. Yes, there are similarities, everybody, and whether it be the play, the footwork, the quiet superstar. Uh, I, I mean, if you're if it's Nate. A lot of Spurs fans that are watching the NBA Finals feel like they're watching the Spurs, really, because how many times have we, we, we've heard this? Oh, nobody's talking about Denver, but here they are. Oh, look, selfless superstar, Timmy, Joker. Look, where did they come from? Look at how they're just shredding defenses apart and being efficient. It feels like the Spurs are in the playoffs. I mean, the Finals right now, Nate, with Denver, uh, you know, obviously being there. Especially, too, because... Denver isn't a team that went out and just bought a bunch of their star players yeah. or traded for them for the most part. You look at Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. 
their three most efficient guys were guys that they drafted. Aaron Gordon's been in that system for a little bit. It was kind of an under-the-radar trade they made a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, and he's just sort of a, a glue guy, kind of Bruce Bowen-type player where, you know, he's really, really physical and does all the dirty work. Uh, there are a lot of similarities between the two, yeah. We're talking with Nate Ryan, my colleague at Ken's 5 TV. Uh, we are talking about Spurs, Silver, and Black, the comparisons between Joker and Tim Duncan, and we're going to talk about bigs. Because we're on a big theme today. A big theme on a big Monday right here with a big guest, Nate Ryan. Um, yeah, but to sum up, yeah, you 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 appreciate if you're a joker, you appreciate the compliments, you appreciate your basketball idol. Again, I cannot repeat this m- enough. Joker is pretty much on record saying that is my basketball idol. I patterned everything off of Timmy D. So a lot of Spurs fans definitely were loving to see that. Nate, shocker here, a lot of Spurs fans jumped on the Denver bandwagon because of Joker's uh, affection towards uh, Tim Duncan. But all in all, yeah, uh, Joker, it's a good start. How about that, Nate? It's a good start for him. Is that is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of bigs, let's go ahead and talk about our next topic here, and that being the current crop of Spurs bigs. Uh, we know one is on his way in just a few weeks, uh, Wimby. Uh, but currently, there's Zach Collins, Bassey, and then there's help me out here. Uh, who am I forgetting? There's Bassey, Collins, and, and Mama. One day, if he's still a spur next season, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know, know how to pronounce that name. But and look, obviously, there's gonna be a tremendous upgrade in the middle or at the four, I should say, uh, once Wimby gets here. But as much as Fans and NBA, you know, talking heads say, well, the Spurs just need an upgrade at the at the point guard and they're fine. Nate, why do I feel like it's not just the point guard spot, but it's actually the quality depth of bigs? Look, no knock on Mamu and, and Bassey. You know, Mamu and Bassey are still unproven. Well, that's Zach, what the, that's what yeah, the number yeah. one pick does for sure, I think, too, because yeah. it, it immediately you know, expedites that rebuilding process where when you add in our cap space, when you add in our other future assets, there's so much flexibility now that we have acquiring a potential star player in Victor Wembanyama because he'll be the tallest guy on the floor at seven foot four, Mm -hmm. but he won't be playing the center position because his skill set is so unique. He's come out and said it himself that he doesn't see himself as a center. He's got a great jump shot. He's got handles like a guard. Uh, but he won't be the center despite being the tallest guy on the floor. And when you look at guys uh, like depth pieces that you're trying to build around Victor Wembanyama, Victor Wembanyama is like good enough, and there's a couple guys good enough in place. And depending on who we add in free agency mm-hmm. with the resources that we have, we could contend for a playoff spot as early as next season. I mean, you see teams, wow. with, especially with – especially with the playoffs now expanding to the play-in games. Uh-huh. Hey, look at the play-in games. I mean, the Miami Heat, you know, they were on the brink of losing in the play-in tournament to the Chicago yeah. Bulls, and here they are sitting in the NBA Finals. But, yes, I, I totally agree. You're just looking for roster depth as a whole because last year we were one of the worst teams in the league. And by the end of the season, we were had guys that were playing hard, and that's just a testament to the Spurs culture. But a lot of the guys that were on the floor were – you know, starting the season in the G League, and here they are just mm-hmm. eating up minutes in the NBA. But when you talk about depth, uh, I, I would love a starting point guard. I'm not sold on Trey Jones being our starting point guard because I think mm-hmm. there's a lot better options out there for us. I think Trey Jones is a solid player, but 
I would agree with you. I think Wembenyama slides in at the four, uh, and you're looking for depth to build around Victor Wembenyama, whether that's on the court and whether that's off the court to help him grow into being a professional in the NBA. I really like Zach Collins at the five position. And I for think sure. Greg Popovich said at the end of last season, he goes, the only player that's locked into our starting five next year, I would say is Zach at the five. And Zach Collins is young enough uh, and has still a lot of untapped potential enough where I think he could still get better as a basketball player. But I think he brings that that streak of nastiness to him on the oh, court. Sure. So I'm getting some mm -hmm. scuffles during the season. So I'm getting into it with Westbrook. So I'm getting into it with, you know, Morris in the Brooklyn Nets earlier in the season. I think Victor Wembanyama is going to need that in his first year in the NBA. He's going to need a little bit of a protector because, you know, he doesn't have the muscle where he's going to be, he's not going to be banging around on the low post with, mm -hmm. you know, other the bullies in the NBA. It's kind of like that old school mantra where you look at when Michael Jordan came into the league with the Chicago Bulls, he had Charles Oakley. I mean, those mm -hmm. bad boy Detroit Pistons, they obviously had Isaiah Thomas, a point guard, but then you had a guy like Bill Lambeer in the low block as sort of their protectors. And I think Zach Collins will do a good job uh, of that. And he'll take on that mantle. I think he looks at that as, as a challenge. And I think with the cap space you have, there's options out there in free agency that you could maybe get an upgrade over a guy like Mamu Kelishvili. I think Mamu Kelishvili, I was a big fan of him when we picked him up off the waiver wire. He was a guy I've been looking at for a while. I mean, I'm on the record as I'm a big fan of his, but now with the money that we have, there's other options out there that, hey, maybe we could bring in a veteran, a guy who's been around the league, is really, really well-respected, who can help, you know, Victor Wembanyama on the floor, but also off. It doesn't need to necessarily be a guy who gets a ton of minutes. It could be a guy who's, you know, maybe past his prime, right. but could come in and show Wemby how to be a pro. A guy, right. you know, DeAndre Jordan, look, he's on the end of the bench for the Denver Nuggets. He doesn't really right. play in games. Or, or, the, or the Spurs currently have him at Gorgie. You know, know. I, I, there's much better options. Right. But as far as just gym, as, like as, as, as a, a mentor. Know, but, but around that same kind of yeah. mold, you know? Yeah, but as far as just a mentor, an international big that's been there, done that, you know, plays the position, that four or five position, you know, I think Gorgie could slot into that role if he just wants to be a mentor role. Yeah, uh, well, I think, I think he was in a mentor yeah. role last year. And I think now that yeah. – you know, he's he valuable to the locker room. People really love him. But when you say been there, done that, yeah, he's been mm -hmm. in the league. But I, I like, in my opinion, he's just he's been in the league, but he's, he hasn't really done much in the league. When you look at his production, he's not a guy who's ever been like a consistent starter in the NBA. And I think there's guys out there that have been that you could bring, mm -hmm. in, you know, bring into the locker room to come off the bench. I mean, there's there's a deep kind of free agent pool this year of guys that yeah. I could I think could come in and really help. Hey, San Antonio, if you want the best tasting coffee in the city, you want to go to Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee right now. Located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive, you want to go there right now. They got over 300 five-star reviews, safe, fast, quick, courteous service, and much, much more. Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee not only has the coffee you need to get yourself a good pick-me-up, they got other drinks like from non-dairy alternatives. They have the Red Bull Lightning Infused Drink Beverage line, which includes the Alien. Yes, they have a drink named after Wimbayama, who's on his way. You want to get it right now. It's a mix of Kiwi, Green Apple, and Red Bull. And again, it's part of their Red Bull Lightning Infused series. Uh, so whether you want to just take it easy, too, they also have non-caffeine drinks and much, much more. You want to go to Muslinger's Drive-Thru Coffee. 
Can I recommend the OG OJ? You got to get it right now. It's a drink inspired by us 80s babies and 70s babies of remembering the days of going to the old school malls in San Antonio from South Park Mall to Windsor Park Mall to Ingram Park Mall and drinking an Orange Julius. Those days are gone, but Muslingers brought that drink back. It's called the OG OJ. You want to go get it right now. Once again, Muslingers is located at 2404 Thousand Oaks Drive. Open daily between 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Life is too short for bland coffee. Yeah, and, and you, look, it's no knock on on Bassie or Mamu. You know, Mamu, you know, wowed everybody last year with his play. Bassie, hometown kid from San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, made, it, made his way back here. But, you know, we know Bassie is still raw, you know, and he perhaps. Of course, is, and Bassie's another yeah, guy yeah. the project. But I think the injury to Charles Bassie last year and him having to sit out for the rest of the season, it's going to be interesting to see how he recovers from that injury. Is he still the same player? You hope he is because we just signed him to that four-year contract. Granted, yes. that contract we thought we gave him, you know, it's a contract that you theoretically could get out of a couple years old earlier and you know cut mm -hmm. your losses it's not a ton of guaranteed money but uh he's still really really young but him coming back from that injury is it's going to be a critical off season for him uh because the spurs listen they're gonna they have money now where they were going to want to bring in guys to you know challenge some of these guys because last year you know it was a lot of unproven guys and there was room to bring in unproven guys and give them some rope but now you've got a power forward who the, the development is going to be centered around him so there's not going to be a lot, you know, more wiggle room for got bringing in guys out of the G League and letting them, hey, go out there. You can make as many mistakes as you want as you did last year. Mm -hmm. Now it's we're taking things a little bit more seriously this year. So it's not, it's not like Pop gave everybody the heads up, you know, throughout the last season. He kept on saying we're evaluating talent who's going to stick around. We're evaluating. Mm -hmm. I mean, he repeated it over and over again. So hopefully those fringe players made their case. And right now, perhaps some of those fringe bigs, you know, could you know, uh, help Wimby in his process. It's going to all be about Wimby, building around him, how the perfect, how the pieces fit perfectly around him. The Spurs, fortunately, have a lot of pieces that right now would plug and play with him. I know you mentioned Trey Jones. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I get what you're, what everybody's saying about, no, we kind of need an upgrade, but I lean towards, no, nah, Trey may be it for right now. But let's see how, like, I'm willing to roll the dice, Nate, on him for the full season. You know, because I just think the one thing I like about Trey is that he is consistent. Yeah. And he and the Spurs need a at that position and with a rookie Wimby who has a big target on his back. You want a consistent point guard there. And also yeah. he doesn't need a lot of touches. So you don't have to worry about giving Trey touches to score his. You know, he's a push. But then again, I get your point, you know, where they need an upgrade, you know, to run that pick and roll with him. But I've again, Trey again can, with but, with uh Trey Jones, if Trey Jones is the starting point guard on opening night this season, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. He's yeah. young enough and he, he earned it last season where, you know, I think he's a good player in the NBA. Look at his brother, Tyus. I mean, his brother Tyus yeah. wasn't, isn't the starting point guard in Memphis, but he's a guy who gets 20 minutes a game and leads the second unit. And on some nights he's gone out and so has Trey gone out and scored, you know, 15, 20 points. He's a guy I trust with the ball in his hands. Uh, there's better options out there if the Spurs want to take advantage of them, especially, you know, think about, say, I'm just throwing out hypotheticals, but th the Suns are probably looking to dump Chris Paul's contract. And Chris mm -hmm. Paul is over the hill, you know, he's, he's a little older, but think about how skilled of a point guard still he is. Think about Chris Paul in the pick and roll game with Victor Wimbanyama. 
and the Spurs could get him probably pretty cheap. That'd be something that'd be really fun to watch just because of Wembenyama's skill set is unlike anything we've ever seen. You already see it already, him wearing that uniform right now. We're just wrecking havoc on defenses and offenses yeah. right now, Nate. And you it's could, just you incredible. Could have Chris Paul and Trey Jones, those are your point guards. You've got Chris Paul who gives you 30 minutes a game, and Trey Jones gives you, you know, sometimes Chris, Chris Paul gives you 25, Trey Jones gives you, you know, 15, 20. I think that'd be pretty cool. Would be awesome, but I mean, as far as the point guard spot and then perhaps maybe the bigs department, it just feels like the Spurs possibly have a ready made team for Wimby when he gets here. Your thoughts, yeah. You want to, you want to, right now, your focus is surround putting him in the best environment possible to succeed because when he succeeds, the team succeeds. You're looking in this league to find stars, you can't win championships without at least one star and it appears you're hoping at least that you have one at least the hype around him you know at least the hype around victor Wembanyama is that he's a future star he's the most hyped mm-hmm. prospect since lebron james you're looking right now everything you're doing is with Wembanyama's development and growth at the center of it and when he grows and develops then the team does as a whole as well absolutely by the way there was one scouting report about Wimby. And I guess on the con side that said there's only one player there that any any scout has ever seen him just have trouble with. His name was Nate Ryan. And Nate, you know, they got you here. Like, what did you do to slow down Wimby? Me? Yeah. I I have not what we've never met before. I'm looking forward to meeting him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting him on June 22nd. Hopefully, give me a few minutes. I'd love to shake his hand. Yeah, by the way, um uh our colleague uh Vinny Vincetta, we're talking about, you know, having a chat with Wimby moving forward once he gets here to San Antonio, games, post game, whatever. And we both agreed, like, our next, everybody's next going to get a workout. Everybody's next. Because you thought looking up to Timmy or David was bad. Now here is Wimba Yama coming to San Antonio. So I think we're going to be requesting a lot of sit down interviews, huh, Nate? Yeah, likely, likely, man. But Nate, 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 uh, the, uh, you know, we were talking about the city. I mean, I, I just can't believe how electric it is. I mean, just from the mural that went up before he was 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 going to be selected by the Spurs, to just already, you know, fan merch out there, the city bracing itself. Nate, you even have the national media on air. Your ESPNs, your Fox Sports, your Yahoo Sports, just warning the Spurs that they're coming. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. One hundred percent, and it was something that you know. Whatever city got the number one pick, which is why lottery night was so mm-hmm. like we uh, us on air, like we'd been I'd been hyping it up for, you know, weeks in advance, which is why, you know, months in advance, honestly, when the mm-hmm. season was going, knowing the top prize that awaits in this particular season. I mean, more so than the lottery in the last couple of years where there hasn't been as maybe a surefire number one this year, there is. And it goes on the court. It goes off the court here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I mean, the economy of the city is going to see a major boost tourism. People are going to be coming to San Antonio sure. just to get a look at this guy, the return of nationally televised games uh, mm-hmm. to San Antonio. I mean, we're used to in San Antonio, them being on, you know, Thursday nights on TNT ESPN televised games all the time when we were winning championships kind of went away there for a few years. Now I'd expect a lot of those games are going to be returning. And if there's just something about, you know, when you see those national broadcasts and all across the United States and you see that scene setting shot of the cameras coming into the Riverwalk 
coming into the Tower of the Americas. Mm -hmm. On the road games, when the Spurs go on the road, visiting fans are going to want to buy tickets just to see a shot of this guy. Merchandise, it goes down. It's a trickle-down effect that it's just really huge, not only for the Spurs, but for the city of San Antonio, especially considering how hand-in-hand the city and the team go as far as building culture. I wrote an article for this about this. Uh, topic right kensfi.com slash spurs but not necessarily the impact in the united states or, or just let alone san antonio uh, just what he did in france with uh, the metropolitans 92 so the league at the end of the regular season announced the um, you know the attendance records and whatnot uh 96 of wimby's games road and home were sold out yeah that's really um, the same deal down here. yeah wimby's game he had a game for i think it was against his former team asvel it was the second highest attended game in the league. Uh, I, I was a little surprised by that. Apparently, there was there's another bigger game. Uh, you can imagine over Wimby, but it is what it is. Uh, just that how I think the the broke it down where people would pack uh, away in home games with Wimby with the Metros just to watch his pregame warmups. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So. It's it's going to be a fun time in San Antonio. But, hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. Is it fair? Is it right to compare or at least, at least mention Tim Duncan in the same sentence as the Joker? And what do you think about the bigs department as uh, the Spurs get set to welcome Wimbayama? Do they need some beefing up, pun intended? Or are they fine? you think you like the uh, current crop of bigs? You want to let us know right now. And I'm going to let Nate know how you can talk with him. What's going on on the TV side? I know everything's going to be Wimby soon, but what else is going on in the sports world in San Antonio? It's just counting down to the draft. Right now we're planning out our uh, our draft coverage. You're not going to want to miss uh, us on draft night, June 22nd, really all the way up to the draft on ESPN. Draft starts at 7 p.m. Central. Turn it on to Ken's 5. It's starting at 4 p.m. And we've got all your pregame coverage. I'll be out there live at the draft in Brooklyn. Vinny Vanzetta will be in studio. We're talking about bringing in some former Spurs legends into studio as well. Uh, we've got a, we're talking with a lot of people around the team, around the city, uh, all paying off with this number one pick. We can't wait for it. And then obviously, then Summer League there shortly, a few days after that, we'll be out there to uh, stick with us on Kemp's spot. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm leery. I'm pulling the trigger on plane tickets for uh, Sacramento or Las Vegas. I don't know. That's, that's the, that's the, we're, we're waiting until we find out who's yeah. exactly playing in the summer league, and then the tickets are going to be bought. You want to follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Ryan Sports. Make sure you do it right now. You don't want to anger Nate. Just give him a follow. Go follow him on Twitter right now. Again, that's at Nate Ryan Sports. We thank you for making Locked On Sports your first listen each and every day. We are part of the Locked On NBA Network. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow, likely with more Wimby talk. Huh? Shocker there, huh, Nate? More Wimby talk. But for Nate Ryan, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.